You're listening to Weekend Edition on Michigan Radio. For all of us watching the U.S. Open tennis tournament right now, we're hearing a lot of love and let. That's what they say. Good morning, I'm Rebecca Kruth, and joining us as she does every week is University of Michigan English professor Anne Curzan. Hi, Anne. Good morning. And I'm afraid you're going to have to shepherd me through this one. I have never played tennis. I've never really watched a lot of tennis. I don't know anything about tennis. Well, you're in good hands because I grew up playing tennis. I grew up watching tennis. And this was on my mind because last weekend I had the totally joyful experience of going to New York and watching the round of 16 at the U.S. Open. It was fantastic. And we were hearing tennis terms all around us. So I thought we should talk about that on the radio. So here we go, Rebecca. Let's start with the word tennis itself. It's actually an old word. We have it as early as the early 1400s in English. It comes to refer to lawn tennis, which is what we now think of as tennis, by the late 1800s. Interestingly, by the late 1800s, we also see tennis arm and tennis elbow as recognized medical conditions. Those don't sound very official, (laughs) but they're real. Now, Rebecca, when we're talking about tennis, I have to ask you a question, which is, what do you call a gym shoe? Tennis shoe, for sure. Did you ever think that was weird when you were growing up? Yes. (laughs) I also grew up with tennis shoe as a general gym shoe, and I never thought twice about it. You know, when I was really little, I didn't think it was tennis. I thought it was tenna tennis shoe. (laughs) That's great. And in other parts of the country, people will call it gym shoes, running shoes, trainer, or especially in the Northeast, sneakers. And I can call them sneakers too. But let's now turn to the terms that we were talking about at the very beginning, love and let. As I said, I grew up playing tennis and it never occurred to me to ask why you yell let when someone hits a serve that hits the net, but still goes in goes into what? It goes into the service box, which is where you have to hit it. So if it hits the net, but it still goes into that box, the person who's receiving the serve yells, let. And that means that the person serving the ball can do it again. They get a do-over. Now, when I was growing up playing tennis, there was a folk etymology out there, which was that you called it let because you were allowed or let to serve again. But that's not actually where it comes from. This one's really interesting. This use of let goes back to an old English verb let, which meant to hinder or to obstruct. By the Middle English period, we see the noun let to refer to a hindrance or an obstruction. And then I would guess you can see how the net could qualify as an obstruction if one is playing tennis. So if you serve it and you hit the net, you have hit that obstruction, but it still went in the court. So that's why you yell let. Okay. I don't feel like a tennis expert quite yet, but I might be getting there. (laughs) You might be getting there. And I'm going to deal with one other folk etymology, which is why when the score is 0-0 or when one player has no points in a game, do we say love? So you'll hear 15 love, 30 love, which means that the person with love has no points. And the folk etymology here is that it goes back to French, back to the French word luf or egg. And the idea was that this was imported into English and then mispronounced as love. 
It's a great story. The problem is we have no evidence for it. There is a really terrific blog post by the editors at Merriam-Webster, which you can find online about this issue. And as they note, this use of love, while we're not entirely sure, it may come from the expression for love, as in you're playing tennis for love, not for money. And even if you have zero points, you're still playing for love. Maybe I'll try to catch some of the U.S. Open and see if I can understand what's going on. Rebecca, I think that's a great idea. It's a great day for tennis. Anne Curzan is a professor of English at the University of Michigan. We look at the evolution of language every Sunday here on Weekend Edition. If you can't always catch us on Sunday, you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have a question about our ever-changing language, email us at language at michiganradio.org.